Mana Pitch, a magical resource of enormous power and the source of our city's wealth. But something about Mana Pitch City attracted unlikely events known as glitches and improbable people called glitchers. Eventually, almost everyone used the obvious pun in unofficial conversation. Now, a magical scheme to do away with glitches forever has plunged the city into confusion, and reality is even less reliable than before. We present Mana Glitch, city of inconsistent histories. Do try to keep your memories compatible, citizen. Pad 45 encryption begins. Glenn755 here, delivering high fidelity, abandoned office building style sound on Z frequency 2308 and multiple parasite frequencies. No open period is safe from Managlitch City Underground broadcasting by Net, InfoTower, and DataScry. We preserve the memory of the city before and anxiously follow developments in the city after. Cohorts, you have my apologies for the delay. I know it's been a while. Something incredibly juicy crossed my desk a while ago that I just had to make time to pursue. To bring you this information, I braved indecision, defied the Ministry of Order, dodged invading aliens, and missed a refill on my Praxinoterosol. Yes, listeners, I have made direct contact with the alien invaders from the Aether Dominion. You hear correctly. I have talked face to eye stalks with beings from Kristkinek, the nation invading our city from the Black Fog. You have to understand, I've been shot at by these beings. I've been physically assaulted and hunted. I've seen them marching through the streets of Managlitch only to be turned back by desperate effort on the Ministry's part. So to talk peacefully with one of them is the most unsettling experience I've had in a while. And this city is masterful at unsettling experience. I, uh don't have intelligible audio of the conversation. Despite all the effort he's put into it, Slippery Adam's language enhancer still can't manage real-time conversion. Nevertheless, I met with several members of the Alien Splinter Group I discussed last broadcast, and we managed to communicate. Somehow they had learned that I wanted to talk to them, and they wanted a chance to tell us their views. The group identifies itself with a title that roughly translates to Wanderers in Defense of Honor. That's a bit of a mouthful, so for now I will respectfully name them the Honor Rangers. The spokesman for the Rangers goes by Skishtik, a name I think I can avoid mangling. Skishtik had a great deal to tell me. You may remember our earlier discovery. The Aether Dominion suffered a mana disaster that cast them into 
timeless unbeing for what we counted as centuries. The rangers know this, and they believe Maniglitch City should not suffer the same fate under the slow spread of indecision. I asked Skishtik how the Dominion knew of the imprisonment if the centuries were an eye blink to them. Skishtik told me bitterly that the curse weavers of their nation had predicted the coming catastrophe. The pyramid device, tested by Avrela Singer, was part of an array intended to prevent the planetary glitch that would copy our existence over theirs. And even though the attempt failed, certain members of their society, maybe like our glitchers, remained aware of the limbo in which they were caught. When the barriers between our existences weakened, glitched curse weavers pushed indecision into our world and slowly expanded it. Now, nearly the entire city of Grek experiences passing time once more, except for spots where Maniglitch bleeds over into their world. Needless to say, few of the beings there are willing to go back to the way things were. And that was almost the last thing I had the chance to ask Skishtik before they had to leave our meeting place. Why were they fighting their own troops? Why were they fighting to preserve Maniglitch City from the same limbo in which they were imprisoned for a moment and for centuries? One of the other rangers jumped in to say that the Kristikanek wants to live just as much as any of us. Skishtik said they nevertheless didn't hate us. Most of their people aren't happy with the violence, but feel powerless to do anything about it. That's why the Honor Rangers banded together, to delay their soldiers and to fight to preserve the uneasy balance between the two existences. The current rulers of their society may be short-sighted, bigoted, even cruel, but they only spoke for a privileged few. I replied that I could understand that position perfectly. I tried to get in a final question and ask about the Countess Onyx, the creature who had delivered that impressive message after attacking the Messier Mansion. Now, it wasn't easy reading expression or tone of voice from a sentient mollusk, but I would swear Skishtik was taken aback by the question. Before they could answer, though, uh, one of the other rangers slithered up and said something to them in a quiet, urgent tone. Immediately, Skishtik and the others took leave of us, leaving behind a promise of future conversation. I'll tell you, we of the underground are looking forward to it. I'm still trying to figure them out. I, I'm used to thinking of the Dominion as savage monsters. Yet... There I stood, talking to a nightmare in the most civil of terms. I have the urge to learn more about Skishtik, to actually get to know them. I mean, there are plenty of beings in the 41 worlds who look strange to the natives of our planet. I've met quite a few of them as they passed through the city and didn't have any trouble thinking of them as people. This, though... This was the first time I thought of a connect as a person. This is going to require some pondering. 
I'm actually glad we met. We probably would have had to anyway. Right now, most forms of long-range wireless communication are a little wobbly, and it seems Bainlight is to blame. Transmissions suffer from unusual amounts of noise and distortion when that cold sun is in the sky. During the all-too-brief minutes when our own warm, healthy sun breaks through, the interference fades, but the problems come back when that cursed pale orb does. It's been a little harder to catch an open period since more people are turning to the Z frequencies for their messaging. And I'll tell you, Maniglitch City is buzzing with talk these days. There are new developments in the war. Despite multiple Ministry of Order edicts, Maniglitch civilians are taking matters into their own hands. All over the city, unsanctioned militia groups are forming to fight the invaders. And while these militia don't have access to the heavy weapons of the ministry, they are proving surprisingly effective at hit-and-run tactics against smaller alien groups. I've even heard a tantalizing rumor that their tactics are coming from vigilante demon hunters leading their team. Furthermore, I suspect they are getting some equipment from Catfolk Ordnance Runners. I can't confirm that yet. There's still no sign after all these months of Artemis Sable. Cannot believe she's dead, but I'd sure like to know what's happened to her. Officially, the Ministry of Order is condemning these efforts, insisting their own forces are enough. Unofficially, Ministry troops on the front lines are cheering for the militia groups. You'd think the professional soldiers might hold the amateurs in contempt, but morale is higher than ever, and it's translating into more effective defense. And this mood is spreading. There is an incredible feeling of purpose in this city. A determined stand to keep what's ours. You know, Sunbottom was a little while ago, and I can tell you that it was kind of a dismal one at first. The holiday is supposed to symbolically celebrate the return of the sun, but the domination of Bainlight mocked the Sunbottom tradition. Even Mistress Messier's yearly bash, which I attended purely on business, it seemed subdued. But in the days following, the city changed. You could see it in social media, in the expressions of people on the street, and in social events popping up in defiance of the fighting. It's like the anti-cybercaster protests of a few months ago, but more widespread and at the same time more focused. Cohorts, I get the impression you are done putting up with this cert. And I couldn't be prouder to be a citizen of Maniglitch right now. I have this feeling, deep inside, that things are going to change for the better very soon. And I have even more reason to think this. But speaking of change, it's time to change encryption. Get out those serial box decoder rings. I'll be right back.
Attention, all Dalek units. The doctor has been detected on planet Earth in the city of Baltimore, Maryland. Time zone reference, year 2018, date March 23rd through 25th. Be alert, our intelligence indicates he will be using the following aliases, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Peter Capaldi. We know many of his companions will be there, as well as several of those who chronicle his adventures. Be prepared for multiple groups of humans having a good time. All Dalek units within travel distance are ordered to report to Baltimore and gather information on this phenomenon. Investigate! 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 Come to Regeneration Who, March 23rd through 25th at the Renaissance Hotel in Baltimore. Find out more at http colon slash slash regenerationwho.com. Hello from Encryption Pad 24. For those of you just joining us, we've already announced tomorrow's winning lottery numbers. Sorry, that's what you get for being tardy. Okay, no, seriously though. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you remembered how shocked Mistress Messier was to find her parents had returned to her on the day of the revision. They didn't even seem to realize they'd been gone. It took more than a little maneuvering on her part to retain her control of the family interests. They seemed a little startled at the scope of her sunbottom party, but soon joined in with enthusiasm. Fruit falling close to the tree and all that. At any rate, their experience seems to be related to the state of unbeing described by Skishtik. The mistress story isn't the only one, either. Though the experience is rare, a few other long-missing friends and loved ones have reappeared here and there. As near as I can find out, none of them remember being gone, nor do they seem to be aware anything changed in the years they were gone. Is it possible the Dominion's narrative had infected the city long before the revision, and before the indecision fogs appeared? I bring this up for a reason. I've done some favors for Avrela Singer recently. In exchange, she told me stories of cybercasters experimenting with Nibirite mana gems decades ago. And that's an interesting trick, since that angry red moon only invaded our skies three years ago in 715. Since they obviously couldn't have been mining mana clay from Nibiron before then, the cybercasters must have had some means of creating Nibirite from the mana pitch deposits under our fair city. In fact, I kinda wonder. Perhaps their experiments were responsible for the sudden unbeing of people such as the mistress parents? What kind of secrets still lurk in the cybercaster records, if they're preserved at all? There is a point to all. Ms. Singer has been able to perform limited experiments on certain of the Nibirite gems that powered the invasion. We all remember the oversized gems being placed along ley lines, and then recently, Crits Connect Curse Weavers altered some of those gems from an amber color to blue, and this may be tied to the appearance shortly thereafter of Banelight. She believes 
that these gems could be transmitted. She believes that these gems could be transmuted from blue or amber back into the red and purple forms produced in our city for centuries. Ms. Singer excitedly continued that this just might remove the indecision fogs from Maniglitch and return our metropolis to the state it enjoyed before the revision. Reversion, one might call it. Of course, I had to ask, would this bring back the missing glitchers? Would this bring back four million souls to existence and back to the memories of those around them? She wouldn't answer. I guess I can't blame her. There are already so many ifs and maybes in her conclusions, and no one wants false hope. But speaking for myself, Maniglitch City won't be whole again without every single changed person back where they belong. A privileged few of us survived the revision and retained our memories of the truth, but that is little comfort when we daily stumble across those gaps that most of our fellow citizens don't even notice. There is another matter she was reluctant to discuss in detail. By a welcome irony, the mysterious Ether Dominion pyramid devices intended to prevent their society's disappearance are the very tools Miss Singer believes can be used to revert the mana gems. It's just a matter of finding the correct method of powering them and altering their programming. Singer has made some progress, but she admitted, under pressure, that if her method isn't exactly right, the gems could react badly to the change. What does badly mean? Badly, here, means that the city's ley lines could erupt, producing enough portal blast-style scars to wipe the city off the continent. And then almost as an afterthought, she mentioned a wild idea from one of her researchers. They think there's a small chance that such an eruption could spread to nearby ether filaments and then tear apart Nema and some of the closer planets of the 41 worlds. Ms. Singer insisted that was wild speculation and extremely unlikely. But I uh, couldn't make her say impossible. Yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight with that thought running around my brain. Actually, if this does work, what happens to the Honor Rangers? And all those of the Crit Connect that don't want the war? If we undo the revision, are we not condemning them? exactly the same way the city's glitchers have been condemned? I mean... Sir, this was easier when I could hate them all. We have to look out for our own people, but is this the right way to do it? <sighs> Boy, damn it. Okay, no, I've got to clear my head. As I said earlier, cohorts, I am so proud of you all. We have allies. We have plans. We have purpose. Together, we are going to sort this out and be a better city for it. No matter how this turns out, we'll have fought together. No revision can undo that. 
and the underground will be here for the whole thing. No amount of static Bane light will stop us from showing up again next open period on this said frequency. Maniglitch City Underground will continue to bring you the latest by net, info tower, and data scry. Keep resisting. Fight for the future. Keep your head high, your memories compatible, and your story straight. The voice of Maniglitch City Underground today was Michael O'Brien as Glenn755. Maya Karlovna voiced Princess Swiftstorm as our narrator. Episode 32, Extended Range, was written by Michael O'Brien and script edited by Maya Karlovna. Our theme music is Crime of the Century by Consortium 499 on the web at ReverbNation.com slash Consortium 499. All other content is copyright 2015 to 2018, Glitch City Media. Visit our website at maniglitch.com for more information about the city and links to our podcast archives. If you have questions about the world of Maniglitch City, email them to glen755 at maniglitch.com or leave them as comments on our website and we may use them in a future episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on iTunes. It helps a lot. 